0: Well, uh, you didn't think we'd crim a podcast into this week, did you? Because we're, we're all doing 45 games in like seven days. But we managed to do it. Uh, Dave Haley, along with me, Justin McIsaac, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings uh, with locations all over New Hampshire. and uh, Concord,
1: Manchester, and Nashua.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we love our, our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, So, Dave, this uh, this is a, a different format to the podcast. We're going to kind of preview the Division Two games tonight, which we will not be at because we'll be at Division Three.
1: That's right. That's right. I've, I've gone through, you know, the, the stages of grief, and I've gone through the stages of sickness in the last few days. Like, I had no voice. Uh, if you listen to my radio show last week, I apologize. Like, it was awful. It sounded like my voice sounded like when like Jabba the Hutt when he's being strangled to death by Princess Leia. That was, like, kind of what my voice sounded like for now. hour. There's a visual. and And then I went through the I Need a Nap every, like, ten minutes. And then, you know, went through seven boxes of tissues, and now I'm all the way back, and, like, now I have that, like, I, like, have more energy than I know what to do with because I'm finally better again. I've been, like, running around. I've been, like, calling coaches, calling sponsors, setting up the the, the, the Seacoast tournament, adding stats, posting videos, Facebook. We got everything going on. So I'm just – I'm probably – you know what's going to probably happen to me around 2 o'clock?
0: You're going to crash. Yeah. I'm going to need that. Yeah. yeah but good I feel t-
1: great right now, though. So long as you're ready to go by we're 6. We're going to be on
0: record. If you're ready to go by 6, that's fine. Because 6 o'clock is when the uh, first Division III semifinal tips off.
1: So I'm going to make a public service announcement. Uh, New Hampshire Chronicle, uh, we're happy to, you know, I think we've kind of put it out there already, but is going to be uh, doing a feature on us. And tonight they're going to be following us around at the Division III semifinals. I will be mic'd up by New Hampshire Chronicle for parts of tonight. So... This is a public service announcement that talks to me tonight, because I'm not going to warn you when I see you. If I ask you for your ATM passcode, don't give it to me.
0: That, that's, that's a good rule of thumb anyway, just in general.
1: Or social security numbers. If I start asking for stuff like that. Mother's maiden information, name. Yeah. Yeah, mother's maiden name. You know, all this stuff. What's your password on your computer? I am I am a rogue agent working for New Hampshire, and I'm trying to get your information.
0: So Absolutely.
1: And I thought it was good to put that out there. Now, if I do something and I get people's information, uh, they can't get mad because I announced it on a podcast and if they didn't listen. Then, uh, what the world beware!
0: Yeah, that's just it's, that's science. You can't get mad at that anymore. That's, Thank uh... you. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, a bunch of Division Two opening round games. Let's start with the first one: Oyster River taking on By again. By, you know, they make the tournament every year, and somehow in every division, there's some shenanigans going on, Dave. But uh, bye, what a disappointing a team every year. They always lose in the first round.
1: Terrible attitude too. They never hand the ball back to officials, mm. if you'll notice, never they never they don't even know what a handshake line is. And uh they've got a couple of kids on that team, Roy Firestone <laughs> and uh fifth McGee who have just been real issues all season long five but they continue to sneak in the tournament and honestly do nothing once they get there.
0: Yeah, and, and let's not forget Miles kenefick who's just, you know, he disappears in big moments. Uh,
1: God, he's the worst. Never boxes out. He yells at his teammates. It's it's terrible. I think Kyrie Irving's trying to get on by next Oh, no. Uh,
0: well, they won last night, though, so that's good. So uh, I'm predicting... They looked gonna...
1: unbelievable last
0: night. I got back from Keene
1: and watched them, and I'm like, who is this team?
0: I, I, I woke up and looked at Twitter. I'm like, did I did I wake up in Bizarro Land? The Celtics are good again? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Yeah. But, no,
1: I watched it. So I did Plymouth. Uh, I know we're getting into YouTube, but Plymouth, Plymouth two nights ago and Keene last night. So... Uh, I think I need to go to Berlin tonight, right, to just touch every corner of the state of New Hampshire. Is that what I need to do now? Yeah, and then
0: eventually Salem. Yeah, so you got all four yeah. corners. Yeah. Love to get back to Salem. <laughs> yeah, so are you. All right, so Oyster River is into the quarterfinal with a bye, and they will face the winner of sauhegan and Kearsars, the two teams yeah. met uh, earlier this season. Sauhegan won that one. Uh, but Kearsars playing a little bit better as of late, and as you like to say, Dave, there's no upsets in an 8-9 game, but it's tough to go to Amherst and win. What do you got here?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a terrific matchup. Uh, Noah Tremblay is uh, the scoring champion of uh, Division Two, leading the scorer for the season just over Joe Morrell of Oyster River. Uh, and Sal is a really fun team. I think uh, Coach Pierce, Peter Pierce, has done a terrific job. Matt McCool, Jeff um uh, Jeff Baim has been really, really good. He's, you know, a 6'3 forward who can rebound, can shoot it a little bit. Uh, Khaled Nazir is a kid I really, really like a lot, and, Sauhegan's so not super deep, but they get um, they have a really good starting five and a really good chemistry. Um, you've seen Kierans more than me. I certainly covered them, and Camper does a great job. What would you say about Kier-Sage?
0: Uh Inconsistent. So that's it depends yeah. on which team shows up tonight, and you're you're gonna get that with a young team, but. Uh, you know, if they can get some good minutes from uh, the freshman McCarthy, if, if Hernan uh, in the middle can kind of, uh, you know, he's not as tall as Matt McCool, but he's a lot, you know, he's a, uh, if I can uh, coin a term, he's a grown-ass man down there, it looks like. so. Yeah, he's a big boy. If he can kind of push, uh, you know, McCool around, who's 6'9", who's, 6'10", six, 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 but he's he's skinny. So uh, if he can win that battle, they, they, I think your stars can come out of here with a win. I think I, I did the homer pick in, uh, in the top ten and took them. But, yeah, this is, uh, to me, it's a coin flip game, regardless of what happened in the uh uh, in the regular season, which I think it was, uh, it was a close game, and then uh, f- through much of it, and then Sauhegan ran away late. Uh, as my email thing goes off, let me turn that off. There we go. And uh, so yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take Kearsarge, uh just as a homer pick, but either uh, outcome uh, wouldn't surprise me.
1: I didn't know you were gonna make us do picks. So we're doing picks. I have to do picks on this. Oh, course? you don't
0: have to. I'll just I'm, I I already no, picked I'll them in, in I... print. So it's fine. I'll do it.
1: Uh, I'll go with Sauhegan Last night, quick funny story, I went to Keene. Liam Johnston is a very good forward for Keene. He was out most of the year, but is back now and played pretty well last night. He is the son of my old uh, teammate and fraternity brother, Bill Johnston. And uh, after the game, Bill said that Liam said he picked us 15th in the preseason, and then he picked Nashua North to beat us today. Now, this is after I go (laughs) an hour and 45 minutes each way to cover these kids. And I'm still just getting nothing but grief when I show it's, up because I'm not giving them. I just don't like doing predictions. All these kids get so you. You don't mad have
0: it. you don't have to do the predictions. And, and first of all, second of all, it's amazing a high school kid doesn't see the big picture like that. That's. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but I, I I already put it in print because I like getting yelled at. So I took uh, Sharp. But you you do not no, have know. to make We're, a pick.
1: We get yelled at all the time. I get it all the time on Twitter, so that's fine. I, I'll do the picks. I'm not gonna shy away from this. I'm gonna take the so can savers of them.
0: All right, I like it when we disagree. So there you go. So we uh, with the eight nine matchup again. There's no upsets there. Uh, Pelham and the Pythons at Pelham they're hosting all the all this Brookline Cavaliers. So that, that's I the, like that. Oh, go ahead.
1: I, I like this. I, I like this one. I like that Matt Regan continues to be the uh, the, the PA announcer for Pelham he forever, the coach of PG. Yeah. It,
0: Pat, Matt Regan could be the coach of the Lakers, and he would still be the coach of Pelham in my head, even though Mike Larson does a fantastic job. It's just it's just selling, saying Pelham pythons in the Regan voice is just uh, it's uh, as as Marie Kondo says, it sparks joy with me, Dave Haley. So there's a
1: lot of things that are just fun to say in the Matt Regan <laughs> voice. But, yeah. Almost
0: everything, actually.
1: I like it when you say Ari Brakefield, uh, like guard Ari. Can, can you give me an Ari Brakefield in Matt Regan's voice?
0: MacIsaac, Ari Brakefield, went off a 27 the other night. He was awesome. Um, thank you. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I think it's just sort of the, the issue with those guys has been kind of scoring, and uh, Cole Etten's done a tremendous job. I think, we, I think we already know how good of a coach Cole Atten is, but I, I think – He's almost underrated, even though he's won two titles. Um, he, he's done a very, very good job. Grant Snyder is going to get them, you know, 17 to 20 points tonight. Are they going to get somebody who can score behind them? I'm just really high on Pelham. You know, Derek rowley has been great. Blake Wilkell does everything you need to do. and They've been uh, a really solid team, and Mike Larson has done a, a really, really good job. A little hiccup at the end of the season against Merrimack Valley. That surprised me. But maybe that was a wake-up call. I haven't talked to Mike in the last few weeks. But, uh, by the way, um, before you give me your pick, I'm picking Pelham. Uh, Hollis-Brookline's away uniforms?
0: I guess I haven't seen them. one of
1: my favorite uh, basketball uniforms in the state of New Hampshire for uh, teams, team uniforms.
0: Really? I don't think I've seen those. What are, what are, what are yeah, them? they're nice. The black
1: with the blue and, yeah, all clan colors, they're nice. All right.
0: right. I'll, 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 maybe, maybe we'll get a look at them in, uh, in some photos or something. Yeah, I'm going with Pelham, too. I think it's a, it's a four-team race, and uh, I can't really uh, – spoiler alert – I can't really see anybody outside of the, the top four – uh, getting to Durham, quite frankly. Maybe you disagree with me. Uh, there might be one team I could I could take a look at and maybe see. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, go- I'm definitely going with Pelham in the opening ground game. Tough to win in the snake pit.
1: I, I, I'll make this statement early on, and we haven't gotten the game yet, but of course we will. If I think that I agree with you, I think the top four seeds are all getting to Durham. If there is one team that doesn't get there, it's going to come from that Lebanon – Yep. It's a Brady game.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's, a-
1: that's a scary that's a scary matchup and conval has got to play one of those two teams and both those teams are scary.
0: That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. So, uh good good uh good good callback. good, good job Just you. like
1: in the Seacoast tournament, you just kind of copy, you just echo what I say, Ex-
0: whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, you finally got some good uniforms this year after me doing it for 4 years. But I copy. You.
1: I did get nice uniforms. Thank <laughs> you Con Sports. Shout out.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh in the 5-12 game, Merrimack Valley is taking on Cobrown. So the Bears have to go on the road. Benny the Bear will travel to Merrimack Valley, who also has some nice uniforms, by the way. Let's give them a shout-out. Do you know this, out. by the way? What's that?
1: That Benny the Bear's going to get on a bus?
0: I don't know. I assume so. Benny the Bear shows up in big games, right? He wasn't there when I was there because he was afraid of me. But
1: I would I would fear that if Benny the Bear is on a bus for an hour to Pinnacook, 12 players for Cole Brown get on the bus and nine get off. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We
0: all have to make sacrifices for the team, Dave. And if you have to beat Benny the Bear's lunch, so be. you got to play your role, right? True. I like this uh,
1: matchup for Cole Brown. I think I think Cole Brown, I think Cole Brown likes this matchup for them. I think they think they can go into Merrimack Valley and beat these guys. All
0: right. Did they play during the regular season? Yeah. It was only a six-point game. They lost by six at Merrimack Valley back on February the eighth. So yep. two possession game. Uh, I, Cole Brown might like it, but I like Merrimack Valley in this one. Uh, just you know, they've been playing well down the stretch here. They, their losses were uh, a stunner at Plymouth uh, and a stunner at Milford. But uh, so, well, you know what? Maybe I'll change my mind. No, I think I like Merrimack Valley. Yeah, uh, big win over Pelham on the last day of the uh, regular season uh, kind of convinced yeah. me that they maybe they got something going there.
1: Kyle Doobie, uh, terrific, terrific year for them. Uh, Kyle Doobie was great for them, and they uh, got a good little sophomore Griffin Wheeler. It's all about Dylan McCarthy and. And, uh, and Sylvester and those kids stepping up. And, you know, one of them usually steps up, scores, you know, 12, 14 points in the game. It's, they, they play that zone, so it's going to be how Cole Brown can shoot the ball because Merrimack Valley is going to be in that zone. If you move the ball and reverse it quickly, you can get open looks. But Cole Brown's going to have to knock him down with Lucas McCuster. Um, certainly, I think Cole Brown has got a shot, a good shot to go in there um, at 5-12 game. Uh, Go oh, Merrimack Valley, but I'll tell you, I think Cole Brown could go in there and beat those guys. I I think Cole Brown feels like they got a good shot, and and never bet against David Smith. Not in March, don't you do it, Justin McIsaac? Don't. Oh, I'll do
0: it. No, I won't do that. But they, Merrimack Valley has some weird results if you look at their schedule. Like, uh, you know, they hammered Pelham, beat them fifty-two thirty-nine. The game before that, they just barely squeaked by at West. You know, got got beaten up at Plymouth. Uh, in a one-of-two possession game to Kingswood. So there's some – you you can't really put Merrimack Valley in a box, so I guess no outcome would surprise me tonight.
1: Yeah. No, I I would look – I'm going to pick Merrimack Valley, but I would look for Cole Brown. I I would expect that to be a very good game. That's not your typical 5-12. All
0: right. uh, In the other side of the bracket, the 2-15 game, Conval at Milford. The only team to beat Conval this year, Dave Haley, is who? Milford. The Milford Spartans. And guess what? It's not going to happen again.
1: They're not going to be the Nava <laughs> Kipka and the boys, and in their Ben Henry. You like those kids, huh? Are they a great? Uh, are they a fun crew? Yeah, they're fun.
0: Yeah, they're fun. They play hard. I mean, they you know they uh, they down the st- you know against Coburn, Brown, they, uh, the tight game. They didn't you know sometimes you wilt on the road against a good team on the road, and uh, they they did not do that. They they stepped up their game. So yeah, they're a fun group, and uh, handing off the title belt at the end doesn't doesn't hurt anything either. So.
1: Yeah, very entertaining style of basketball. If we get to the final four with the top four seeds, again, we're not we're not we're not looking past anything. But if you're talking Oyster River, Pembroke, Pelham, and Conval, those are four fun teams to watch. Like the way they play, they go yeah. up and down. Uh, they can be high scoring games. They like to the pressure. They have very good athletes. They have really good shoes. Those four teams would be really, really, really entertaining at UNH. So. Um, I like Conval and, uh, and Leo Gurst going to pick up his uh, his first uh, career uh, tournament win over Milford.
0: Yeah, one team's won sixteen in a row. I think I said this in the top ten. The other has lost seven in a row. So it's uh, you're, you're, my, easy to play the percentages there, right? My first
1: year, my first year on the website before I even knew oh, before I even knew who Justin McIsaac was. What a peaceful existence I had. How dare you! not knowing you were out there or just in shape or Littleton Opera House. or all these stories I've got to hear of people breaking chairs over your head. <laughs> but I covered, true story, I covered the 8-9 game. Ryan Harrion was the shooting guard for Dover, uh, son of, uh, of Bill Harrion and now coach at UNA's basketball, uh, played against Alvern. Alvin lost eight games in a row going into that game. Dover, with Mike Romp's had won. Eight games in a row going to the game. Guess, guess who won oh, the game? Oh no, <laughs> Alvern. <laughs> the team that lost eight in a row. Beat the team that won eight in a row. So uh, that's why they play played the game. I, I had to go back eleven years to, to find one.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's a, you can uh, on paper. They don't play the games on paper. They play them uh, inside your computer, right? So there sure. you have it. All right, uh, Lebanon and Bishop Brady in the seven ten game. That gets the uh, winner of the two fifteen Conval and Milford. And uh, Lebanon might be uh, a good dark horse pick here if you want to get a team outside the, those top four seeds, maybe to get to Durham.
1: Yeah, Dave Fosher, uh, just a tremendous coach. Shout out to his son Scott Fosher, who uh, who uh, qualified for the NCAA tournament as a coach, by the way, in Division three. So good for him. Um, yeah, Lebanon is playing better right now, and uh, the biggest key to them is they got Logan Fazaroano uh, back and he had been out for a while, and he really steadies them in the backcourt. John Willeman doesn't have to really handle the ball anymore. Wade Rainey. Uh, they don't have any size that they usually had. You know, um, Lebanon usually has size. They don't really have any this year, but, boy, they, they run that, that motion, that really good stuff, a lot of backdoor stuff, a lot of high-post screens that Dave Fosher runs. Uh, <laughs> as, as Tim Goodrich said to me, after the Jamboree two years ago when Merrimack beat Lebanon. Jesus, they run a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so, so, I love good Goodrich. So, Lebanon is tough. Brady is more of a really good athletic, get out and go. Uh, Tommy Fraser averaged 17.7 points a game for them. Will Spencer, 17 um, Will, by the way, spelled with one L, not two. Mother corrected me on that, so let's hmm. make sure we get it right.
0: All right.
1: Um, and Ryan Johnson is a legitimate shot blocker, so you got a kid who can block four, five, six shots a game at the rim. That's going to, you know, maybe cause Lebanon to rethink, you know, driving to the bucket and sometimes kicking out to threes. So I think that's a really good game. It's in Lebanon. That's not an easy place to win, but that's I, the winner of this game can absolutely get to Durham. Let's put it that way.
0: All right, and uh, I I like Lebanon in this one just based on the way they're playing, and uh, you know, the, not that Bishop Brady hasn't been there, done that a couple of years back, but I, I I just like Lebanon here, so I like them doing. I like
1: yeah, I like Lebanon as well. I don't think I picked an upset yet, which would be good, but yeah, I like yeah. Lebanon.
0: Oh, well, the only the only one I picked was the nine eight game, which doesn't really count as an upset, but yeah, kind of well, ch- kind of chalky. Well,
1: how about? How about D one last night? It was we were all like, Oh, D one that could be fireworks it's, yeah, I mean seven a ten over a seven and a nine over eight. That's all we got last night for
0: upset. Yeah, a lot of those games were close though. The uh you know, of Dover yeah. went down to the wire. Spaulding Merrimack got a little hairy, uh, for Spaulding towards the end and they had a double digit lead most of the game. Uh and what, there was another one that was close too. Oh god. Uh, Central Portsmouth. Central Portsmouth, yeah, right down to the wire. So didn't get the upsets, oh, yeah. but you got Central's, some fireworks.
1: Central's coming. They're gonna be very good next year. They yeah uh, it be a possible Jamboree team. They're, they're, they've got a lot of good young talent. They've got a lot of good young players. So Central's going to be really good. I was really impressed with Nashville. North covering them last night. Yeah. We'll get more into them as we continue along. Yeah. But, boy, that team is going to be loaded. And then there's a couple of oh, teams. only loses to Alex Opsol and David Arunsky. Runsky's kind of a glue guy. Uh, Opsol's going to be a loss because he's their shop locker. But they've, everybody else for Keene, like literally everybody else, is coming back. So Keene is
0: uh, not going anywhere, which is nice. It's yeah,
1: That's a fun gym to cover a game in, too.
0: Just not a fun drive, that's all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Their, uh, Mike, their, their AD last night, Mike Atkins, uh, he's like, hey, I put you guys up. It's a little bit of a climb. I hope it's not too bad for you. He put us in a great spot. I literally had to take one step up to get to it. And I then <laughs> explained to him that the night before, I had nine different times climbed the ladder of depth, of depth, of depth. Jeez of death at Plymouth State. You know that ladder. That oh, I know Maddie, that ladder. I,
0: That's not a fun ladder.
1: By the way, that thing's getting more rickety by the year. It shakes now, physically.
0: Listen, they built it in 1971, and they haven't looked at it since. What do you want? Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, my friend, this is a perfect spot. Plymouth State is, if it all ends for us soon, it all ends there. I mean, <laughs> that thing breaks, NH sports page is over. And don't go around telling the lawyers that you're the one who runs it now and owns it. I'll, I'll make a stipulation if Jen Chick and I go I'm down make, in, a,
0: in a heap. I'm going to make you sign that document at Blackout Friday. Don't worry. Uh, let's see. The 3 game is Pembroke and John Stark. This one could be a little dangerous for Pembroke, could it not? Because John Stark's got the kid that's uh, – Yeah. And, and I'm having a brain fart here, but he's losing Christian his mind. Score, Yes, Christian Barr. Just loses his mind. Yeah.
1: I, I, I really like John Stark as a scary lower seat, but this is a bad matchup for Yeah. Him. Uh, Pembroke just can score so much, and it's it's not a good matchup. I think Conval, you know, they, they could have hung in there with, and Pelham, I think, even John Stock would have been a scary matchup for. But Pelham's just a bad matchup for Mike Smith's team. Um, doesn't mean they can't beat him, but, uh, and Christian Barr has been absolutely terrific. I mean, he might be a first-team all-state guy. I mean, he ended up at 19 a game, but I did it in one of the columns recently. I think he was averaging like 26 points a game over his last six games or something like that. I mean, that is... It sounds pretty That's good. Some serious going.
0: Yeah, twenty six. Twenty six a game is good in the pros. I think it's pretty good in a thirty two minute game, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, but I just think it's a tough matchup for John Stark because they need to kind of win games in the fifties at the most. They're not going to get into the sixties and seventies. And Pembroke is very, very happy to get there. Sean Menard has been playing really well, and 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 Noah Cummings is probably the player of the year in, in Division Two. I just think he does so. Things out there controls the games. Coaches, opposing coaches rave about him uh, about Noah Cummings and the job he does. And and Shea Shackford's been really good. He kind of gets overlooked um, by those those two because they're seniors. But Shea Shackford's been really really good. And and Rich Otis does a great job with that kind of three quarter court half court pressure. Um, so uh, I think it's a bad matchup for John Stark But hey. but we still
0: see. And Shea Shackford is a first uh, first team All Name Team for New Hampshire. Let me just say that. No right question. Now. All right, we have uh, so we both like Pembroke there, and then uh, the last game tonight, Kennett and Hanover. I didn't see Hanover once this season. Uh, I know Kennett, We have some big hopes for them, uh, and then uh, started off a little disappointing, but finishes the six so they get a home game to uh, the Eagles. Uh, what do you? Uh, who do you like here, Dave? Uh, Kennett won five straight going into the playoffs.
1: I like Hanover. I like Hanover mm-hmm. to go up there and and, and knock them off. Uh, Charlie Adams had, a, had a, a, a big game. I think second last game of the season. I think he had 31. Um, they they had a tough time against Lebanon, but that Lebanon game is so hard for them. You know, I covered the first one, which was a triple overtime loss to Lebanon, and uh, they just uh, they know Lebanon knows everything they're running and vice versa. And I think it's just a tough matchup for Hanover. But Mike um, Tim Winslow is really runs really good stuff. Hank Pecas. Is a kid I really like a lot, kind of a glue guy, long arms, can, like, block shot, and uh, Jeff Holt is a solid, like, rebounder. As a kid can get in there, and Nolan Gantrish is another kid. When he's scoring, is really tough because you know Charlie Adams is going to get his points. They have a small backcourt, but they're quick, and they can shoot it from deep. So uh, I like Hanover to knock off
0: kind of- all right, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, it, it was just uh, – oh, well, I guess this was three weeks ago. Time flies. On the 16th of February, uh, Hanover went to Kennett, and they took a 70-54 to loss. I'm going to say history repeats itself, Dave Haley. So, uh, Kennett playing well down the stretch here. Um, you know the, – the, I'm trying to look at Kenneth's best win, um, and it's you know you might have a case here because they don't have a they don't really have a signature win this season. Maybe first yeah, game no, of the it's season. Like Berlin twice. Yeah, and at Cole gets, Brown, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh Maybe you can talk me into Hanover, but based on the head-to-head win, I'll I'll go with Kenan here.
1: All right, I like Tim Winslow and Hanover going there and knock him off in 11. I got to pick an upset. That's my upset. I also think look out for Cole Brown on Maryland All right. I'm close to picking that one as well.
0: Yeah, it's a long drive for uh, for Hanover too, right? Hanover to uh, to North I think Conway. I'm used to it up there. I, I,
1: I wrote years ago about uh, all the teams that had to drive to Berlin, and it was really <laughs> funny on back when we had comments underneath the yard. We still do, but um, I, please, I'm not asking people please to leave comments. <laughs> on. I think we write, right. Please, we got yelled at. We got yelled at enough. Seriously, we really do. Um, and I said, yeah, teams have to drive all the way up to Berlin. It's hard. I got a comment underneath this from someone from Berlin. He goes, hey, we have to drive to everyone else nine times a year. And I said, you know what? That guy's right. Yeah, <laughs> a it's a long drive. It is so a, Hanover, I think used to the drive. But
0: yeah. It is a two-hour, 18-minute drive from Hanover High School to Kennett High School. So there you go. I
1: think Manadnock to uh, to Berlin was our longest. So far, I was three hours and 15 minutes.
0: Uh, if you, you know, if you if you do a college game and it's that far away, you're required to stay overnight.
1: That's <laughs> Is that true?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I think it's in the uh, like the regulations like if you if you're a college student, let's say UNH had to go 3 hours to play somewhere like Maine when they play at Maine, that's like 2 2:45 or so, but you have to stay overnight if it's that far. You can't do the round trip in one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the longest possible would be Kane and Pittsburgh going to Salem, right? On the mass border and the Canadian border, but uh Canyon-Pittsburgh going to Epping a couple of years ago was pretty close. That was pretty. But, yeah, my dad knocked to Berlin. Berlin is way – I'm on the Seacoast, and I know it takes me six hours round trip. Yep. I did a fundraiser up there last year, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ever doing that again. It was just – and I we covered a quarterfinal game up there with my Guilford Golden Eagles. But uh, it's a long drive. But, yeah, so that that is a long drive for Hanover. But I think they're going to win. I think they're going to go to Canada and win that one.
0: All right. Well, it'll be a fun bus ride home if they do. So, yeah. Uh... I don't want to make this. Uh, well, it's we're, we're right around the twenty-five minute mark here. So, anything else you want to bring up while we're uh, got any predictions for today? Or what do you? What, what would shock you tonight at the D three uh, semifinals? I guess nothing really.
1: You know, I, I um, the reason I didn't write a division two preview is because I didn't feel like it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I had ab- absolutely no time to do it, and. The priority is really those semifinal scouting reports, yeah. um, which is up right now for Division Three. The coaches do an incredible job of breaking these teams down, and it's unbelievable how the coaches tell you what to look for, and then the games happen, and you can just sit there, if you read them, and I hope people do, and say, wow, this is, this is pretty much what they laid out for us. So um, I, it, with Campbell against Summersworth, It's all about how they shoot. I think Summersworth has to come in with a lot of momentum. They won that game without every Gray, And it was just, you know, a kid like Jacob Hamilton uh, stepped up. You know, Lovask is is a heck of a shooter. And, um, you know, I I think you saw Travis Wright when he really is active defensively. He can really disrupt some things. So I'm interested to see if Travis Wright can really get on Jonah Crema tonight and cause problems for him over Campbell. With Campbell, it's all how they shoot. And it's if Pedrani is healthy because Pedrani... Uh, Carter Vedrani is, is really yeah. terrific. Um, so that's I, – I really don't have a pick in that one. I just think it could go either way. I could I could give you a team, but um, I really think it could go either way. And then I do think Conant's going to beat St. Thomas tonight. I just think their defense is going to kind of be a lot for St. Thomas to handle.
0: Yeah, Conant kind of hammered St. Thomas in the uh, the regular season game. I think in the uh, – and I haven't seen Conant, so I can't give an educated guess on that one. Uh, but I think in the Campbell-Somersworth game, a couple of factors – Campbell really likes to like get after you on defense, and the floor, you know, on the on the uh, on the snu floor being a little bit bigger. Are they going to kind of wear themselves out chasing around on defense? Because you know, that's how They're they beat deep. They are they are pretty deep. I will say that. Yeah, the, but uh, just you know, the bigger floor, you know, the uh, you know, the adrenaline you feel when you get out there for a playoff game. They they didn't play the semifinals at Snoo last year, right? Where did they play? I, I, was it at Exeter?
1: Yeah, I was at Exeter. That's right. Terrible. I mean, not, not only of Exeter, it was just terrible for the drive of Madnock people. Like, couldn't get over there for the game. It was a five thirty game. Yeah, and like people, you know, Madnock had like no crowd. It was terrible. It was it was tough because the snow we have been very lucky with the weather that we don't have to deal with that again because that's been very yeah. difficult. But
0: Madnock and Berlin uh, had to go to Exeter. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and oh. at, at five thirty. Yeah, meaning you basically, <laughs> if you were just a fan. You had to, like, get out of work. You had to, like, tell your boss, I need to leave work at 2.30 today to, right. to go cover. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, most, you know, that's, that's just not going to work. So, uh, and, so that was really a shame. Um, and and shout out, by the way, to the Division Four athletic directors who basically, I was told, decided on Friday, look, even if, like, there's a snow day. Because Newmarket and Epping didn't have school on Monday. Right. And uh, they basically said, we're playing this thing no matter what, as long as there's an inclement weather. On the drive, we had the um, – if you remember the Division Two Final Four at Exeter years ago because it was Pelham, Pembroke, Portsmouth, and Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon didn't <laughs> yep. have school that day, and it was like – The roads were bone
0: deep. dry, yeah. Uh,
1: bone dry. Our good friend Keith <laughs> – I last night, by the way. He was at the Keen game, so I, I talked to our buddy Keith Matty last night. But there was like dry like pavement in Lebanon at like 11 in the morning, and they had like this – and the superintendent wouldn't wave the rule. He's like, no – no school, no play. And so Ugh. they had to move the entire thing from UNH to Exeter because of that. Right. So thank you for not repeating the same and mistakes twice.
0: Do you remember what was great about that was the uh, the argument we had with some print guys where uh, a bunch of them were like, well, it's the same thing. You know, playing at UNH, playing at, at Exeter. It's the same. And we were like... We, listen, we love the people at Exeter High School. We love uh, you know, Bill Ball, Kristen Morissette, and everybody does a great oh, job over there. a great
1: job. Yeah, they did a terrific
0: job. But nobody at the beginning of the year says it's the road to Exeter High School. You know? <laughs> it's, no. It's
1: the road to Durham. UNH is UNH. That is a beautiful core. Yeah. You get to see Murph, and I mean, it's just a beautiful wow, – uh, Home is just a great uh, facility. I love – I mean, I'm excited to go to Home next week. i not as excited that I get to spend
0: I, I'm 10 daring. hours
1: with you. First, yeah. First of all,
0: how dare you? Second of all, I'm not sure seeing I, Murph is an incentive to get to Durham, but that's you know, oh, a different I think story. It is.
1: Oh, I think it is. <laughs> I, I disagree, sir. Uh, might even see a Bob Lipman sighting over there. I mean, there's a lot of celebrities wandering around over there. That's true. But, um, yeah, th- th- thank God for that because the dry pavement rule <laughs> thing has driven a lot of people crazy. And really, like, for the kids, it's very unfortunate because having played in a college, you know, at Plymouth State in the Final Four, my, it is completely different than they were. Right. Like, oh, okay, we're going to a D one high school. I mean, come on. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. So shout out to the D four athletic directors. Uh, good job. Uh, make sure everything was uh, set to go. Because of course the roads were absolutely fine to on on Monday. So
0: yeah, so I was worried about that. Yeah, I texted you that morning, but yeah, luckily they made it happen. So that'll stem from the uh, from me asking about the D three last year. But the the second thing I wanted to mention is Summersworth won't be. Exhausted this time around from having played St. Thomas the night before and got in a rock fight, so uh, I think you got to throw the results of the first game out when uh, Campbell went into Summersworth and kind of fed him their lunch.
1: Think think about that. So Summersworth played two final four teams on back to back nights.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that,
1: that's 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 not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. So, um, yeah, I because I, I had a couple coaches from out west say, wow, you know, Campbell really handled them. I'm like, whoa, 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 they played their biggest rival the night before St. Thomas in an absolutely physical grinded-out affair. I was like, they had no legs. And the night before, Campbell played Raymond. Yeah. And Frank Guinness did a very smart thing and played all of his bench and rested the Jonah Kremers of the world and the Joaquin Hellers and Brendan Rice and so forth and so on. And so they were ready to roll for Summersworth. So very different. I, I, don't, I wouldn't put much stock in, no. in, in that first result.
0: Yeah, no, it should be a good one. And uh, according to my sources, Evan Gray is a hundred percent for tonight. And my source is Evan Gray, so I trust that one. Uh, that so there you a good go. Source on Evan Gray. <laughs> do I have to get two sources on that? Even though I talked to Evan Gray, or no? No, nah,
1: I think Evan Gray is a good source on Evan Gray. All right. So you and I will be calling our first game together. I think of the season, right, Bud? We haven't done a game all year, right?
0: We, no, we did Salem Spalding opening night. I don't oh, think that's we've, right. we did do Salem. We've been in the, we haven't been in the same gym since. I don't think well, there might be another no. one there somewhere, but I can't remember. No. So looking forward
1: to it, and remember, if you see me at the game and I ask you for personal information about uh, passwords, social security numbers, just hand them right over to me. Nobody yeah. from WMER and uh New Hampshire Chronicle
0: will be yeah. listening with there a microphone underneath be, my shirt. There won't be seven guys in the truck listening. It's fine. <laughs> so. Honey, I went to the game tonight. I came home, and we have our vacation fund is gone. What happened? But, but, and Dave's in Hawaii. It's weird. I don't get it. But uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. So, yeah, well, hope, if you're going to Snoop, come over and say hi to us. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. Thanks for listening. And uh, I, I, do you think we have time for one of these next week, like uh, maybe on a Thursday after the semifinals? Does that make sense? Yeah, we can sneak one in. There we go. Yeah, we'll do that. So Thursday after the semifinal, or maybe maybe uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have one next week. We just don't know when. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, so we got the D3 semifinals tonight. I'll be at the girls' D1 semifinals on MOSN tomorrow night. And then uh, I don't even know what's happening Saturday yet, but we got all sorts of stuff going on. So.
1: Yeah, Friday night, Epping-Littleton. Uh, I'll be up there for the D4 championship oh, that's game, right. and then the D3 championship game is Saturday night, so we're covering all this stuff.
0: All right, and yeah, I'll be at Spalding-Portsmouth. Uh, that, 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 nobody will go to that game, right, Dave? That won't be well attended.
1: ports with Justin going will be calling <laughs> that game. Uh, you're gonna pull in Adam Thurston as your because Nicole Morero, so the cameras will be there. Uh, Adam Thurston, I think. I
0: think Thurston's going to the D4 championship because he wants to, you know, wants to see the championship of his division. He's he's kind of torn. Right. He loves President Cronin, but he, I think he feels he should be at D4, which you yeah. know, that makes sense. So we'll 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 see if I can rope somebody else in, or you know, I might just do a Vince Cully style. Who knows?
1: I gotcha. All right, bud.
0: All right. So thanks for listening. We'll see. Uh, see you at the games.